Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Chargers. Your daily Los Angeles Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Chargers podcast. My name is John Gennaro. I am your host. In addition to being the assistant editor of Bolts from the Blue, the director of digital content strategy at the Mighty 1090, and a big fan of the LA Chargers. Today, I'm hoping to do a quick podcast Those who have been listening to this podcast every single day probably know that I didn't do a podcast last Thursday, nor did I do one last Friday, nor did I do one yesterday because it was Labor Day, which means there's a whole Chargers preseason game that I haven't talked about. And you know what? I'm not going to. I'll tell you how I watched that preseason game. I watched every snap of the first half. I cried because of the fact that I had nothing better to do than to watch a fourth preseason game, and then I fell asleep at halftime, or shortly thereafter halftime. Oh, getting some feedback on the microphone for some reason. I am not uh, ashamed to say that I didn't watch the second half. I think the fourth preseason game is garbage, and I'm happy that I missed part of it. I'm not even going to talk about it. Besides that, we're going to go straight into roster cuts. Different from in years past when the NFL had dates in which NFL rosters had to be trimmed from 90 to 75 to, I think it went straight from 75 to 53, but there was a series of cuts. The NFL now just has one single cut down date. You can have a roster of 90. Next day, it has to be down to 53. So... Let's go through these names of people that were cut off the rosters. Four players were outright released. Kenyon Barner, Kellen Clemens, Jeff Cumberland, who was basically the face of the Chargers when they first decided they were moving to L.A. He went to everything. And Dwight Lowry. Here are the players that were waived that matter. I'm going to scan through this this list. Backup punter, who cares? The third-string quarterback, Mike Bercovici, we kind of knew that was coming. Uh, nose tackle, Ryan Carruthers, or Carruthers, depending on who you talk to, which is surprising. It was thought that he might be one day a, a starter in this defense. Not going to happen, apparently. Cornerback Michael Davis, who had been seeing a lot of playing time and had played pretty well. Josh Lambeau was cut, which means Young Hoku is now the starting kicker. A lot of wide receivers. Trayvon Reed. Karan Reed. Anyone else? Andre Williams. Here are the players that were waived with injury. Isaiah Burse, who was thought to be a candidate to be the kick returner, punt returner. Uh, Tyreek Burwell, who in the past has played some at tackle. Donovan Clark, who I thought had a real chance this preseason to maybe steal the starting guard spot. Not going to happen, apparently. Kenneth Farrow, Joshua Perry. Two players go on the suspended list. Max Turk, Tenny Palapoy. 
and Forrest Lamp goes on injured reserve, being out for the season. All right, there's some surprise cuts in there. There's some surprise cuts in there. Number one, Dwight Lowry. Dwight Lowry was the team's starting free safety last year. Dwight Lowry was hailed as being the replacement for Eric Weddle last year. Some people talked themselves into Dwight Lowry being better than Eric Weddle at the beginning of last year. And what we found out is Dwight Lowry is not anywhere nearly as good as Eric Weddle. When the team had a chance to sign Trey Boston this offseason, they did. It looks like he'll probably be the starter at free safety. The team really likes and has for some time now Adrian Phillips as a backup free safety. And Dexter McCoyle, who had a very good preseason last year, I believe made the team, looked even better this year. I love uh, the team signed him out of the Canadian Football League before last season. He's very tall. He looks like Malcolm Floyd playing safety. He's tall. He's lanky, but he's smart. He's a hard hitter. He had an interception return for a touchdown this preseason. He's a, a very good player. He made the team over Dwight Lowry. Bye-bye, Dwight Lowry. Uh, I am not going to begrudge him for trying to make this team. I believe he still gets a portion of his contract, even though he's released. Good for him. But I'm happier to see Dexter McCoyle on this roster than I am to see Dwight Lowry. Also, probably Adrian Phillips. It helps that Adrian Phillips is a very good player on special teams. Austin, um, I, I hope I get this right, Eckler. I believe that's how they were pronouncing it on the game last week. Austin Eckler. Now, the Chargers have had, there's a problem in the NFL, and there's a problem in the, in the, the media that covers the NFL, which is to compare all white wide receivers to white wide receivers and white running backs to white running backs. Anytime there's a small white wide receiver, he gets compared to Wes Welker, or if you're older, to Tim Dwight, especially if he's wearing a Chargers uniform. Austin Eckler looks like Danny Woodhead. So he's going to get a lot of comparisons to Danny Woodhead. Pretty much every time he comes on the field for the Chargers this year, someone is going to say the words Danny Woodhead. And that's fine, because from what I saw in the preseason, a pretty good Danny Woodhead knockoff. Pretty good. In that not only is he smart, not only is he tough, not only does he have good footwork and good hands— so he can be potentially a third down running back for the Chargers, who desperately need one since they never really replaced Danny Woodhead. He's very smart when he gets the ball in his hands and he's carrying it, in that he doesn't open himself up to big hits. He picks up the yardage that the defense gives him. He almost never goes backwards. I liked what I saw out of him this preseason a lot, and I am thrilled to see that he made the team, especially after, and I wish I remembered who it was, Someone on Twitter this weekend, on Saturday, told the story of uh, going to Austin Eckler's pro day. Uh, he comes from a very, very small school. I believe his football coach was the same football coach that Danny Woodhead had in college, all the different college. And this scout said there was basically scouts there from three or four different teams. And Austin Eckler was uh, just a, a professional, a gentleman, uh, and, you know, physically... Uh, very impressive, you know, both covering muscles and, and does all the right things. 
not the type of guy who's going to make the NFL on his skill or his freakish athleticism alone. The type of guy that really has to think his way through every possession. And it seems like he does that. So the Woodhead comparisons might be a little early, but they're also kind of on point. It's that time of year. It's time to plan out your trips. It's time to plan out which NFL games you're going to. And it's time to start buying tickets to said games. You can do so with SeatGeek. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you to find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. That means you're not going to get ripped off. You're not going to buy fake tickets. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Now, there's a Chargers game coming up on Monday in Denver. There's a Chargers game coming up the following Sunday in Carson, California against the Miami Dolphins. The Chargers' first official regular season NFL game in Los Angeles County in 55 years. If you got the scratch, you probably want to go to that. The way to buy your ticket right now would be through SeatGeek. Just download the SeatGeek app. And here's what I want you to do before you buy those tickets. Go into settings. Click add a promo code. Enter the promo code L-O-N-F-L. Stands for Locked On NFL. L-O-N-F-L. And you will get $20 off those Charger tickets. Either to the Broncos game if you want to travel to Denver. Or to the Dolphins game if you want to go to StubHub Center. So... Again, L-O-N-F-L, $20 off your first purchase. Use SeatGeek when you're buying tickets to sporting events and concerts, if you're the type of person that likes going to concerts, as I am. All right, there was one more surprise cut, but I wanted to save it because I wanted to get into the Chargers depth chart a little bit, and I didn't want one topic running into the other. And... This guy plays a position all by himself. He's the only one who plays it. And that's Young Ho Koo. He won the job away from Josh Lambeau, who, by the way, apparently someone on the Chargers uh, digital staff on the website needs to update their depth chart because Josh Lambeau is still listed as the starter. Young Ho Koo still listed as the backup, and all the guys who were cut are still all over this depth chart. So I'm going to make the best of it, going through the depth chart and figuring out who's left. Young Ho Koo, I believe he's Korean. And if I'm wrong, that's going to look really bad. I don't know a lot about him, except I was very impressed by him when I went to the Chargers-Rams scrimmage, and the guy was just knocking and kicks from all over the place. And Josh Lambeau, who just a couple years ago looked exactly like that, came in, and Nick Novak had been the Chargers kicker for a couple years, and Nick Novak all of a sudden didn't look that great. Josh Lambeau came in, was nailing everything, looked pumped up, looked ready to go, wanted to be a part of the team, and that's exactly what it looked like in training camp this year, at least when I saw them. Young Hoku wanted that job, earned that job, and Josh Lambeau just didn't seem to have it. Didn't seem to have it. And I'm not saying he lost it. Maybe it's a bad couple weeks for him, but he just didn't seem to have it. So Josh Lambeau gets cut, gets replaced, and the Chargers are on to yet another kicker, but someone that I think has 
really good potential to stick around for a while. I mean, he, he seems to be a very, very accurate kicker and also a, a fiery guy on the sidelines, which will always endear you to the rest of the team, especially if you're you're a little little kicker. All right, so let's go through who is left on this Chargers team. Actually, I'm just going to go here and figure out the depth chart myself. All right, quarterbacks. I'm happy to announce Callan Clemens off the team. Although there are rumors and reports that the Chargers are planning on re-signing him, I guess for a lower number. But as of right now, there are two quarterbacks on this team, as there should be every team. Third quarterbacks are a waste. And those quarterbacks are Phillip Rivers and Cardell Jones. These are the two quarterbacks that make the most sense because Cardell Jones has the most potential. And if Phillip Rivers goes down for any period of time, a quarter, two quarters, two games, two months, it doesn't matter who's coming in to fill his shoes. They're not going to be anywhere near as good. The team's going to be bad. You might as well take the backup quarterback that has the most potential. That would be Cardale Jones. I'm happy about that. Running back position, Melvin Gordon, Brandon Oliver, Austin Eckler, who I talked about earlier. That is the right choice, at least the choice that I agree with, having those three guys as your three running backs. None of the other running backs that played for the Chargers in the preseason stood out to me as being worthy of a roster spot. Derek Watt sticks around as the fullback. I don't think Derek Watt is a very good fullback. I don't think fullback is a position you need on your team, but he seems to help Melvin Gordon and the rest of the team likes him. So sure, Derek Watt. Wide receiver. Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin, Dontrell Inman, Jeremy Davis, whose hands I really liked when I saw him thrown at this, uh, this preseason, and Mike Williams. First-round draft pick Mike Williams, who... I haven't mentioned on this podcast, but I had been hearing had been coming along really, really, really well in his rehab. And the Chargers apparently thought so much of how well he was doing that they took him off the pup list. They didn't want to wait the four, five, six weeks that you have to wait if the guy starts on the pup list. They wanted him ready week one. I don't know if he'll play week one. I kind of doubt he'll play week one. If he does, they'll probably be. I, I, my guess is he's inactive week one. But he made the final roster, which is good news. Good news. That means that his back is coming along nicely, and all the threats that he may miss the entire season were crazy. Tight end. The Chargers kept four tight ends, which is more than most teams, but not crazy when you think about how often they play two tight ends on the field at the same time. So Gates, yeah. Hunter Henry, yeah. Sean McGrath who's a very good receiver, and Sean Culkin, who I don't even know if I saw enough of this year to have any sort of opinion on. But sure, four tight ends. That's great. Offensive line, eight. That's probably about the number you want. You want five starters, one swing tackle, and two interior linemen. So your starters, tackles, Russell Okung, Joe Barksdale, interior, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Actually, let me see what they say on the depth chart for the Chargers. Interior offensive line. Matt Slauson at left guard, sure. Spencer Pulley looks like the starting center. Kenny Wiggins listed as the starting right guard. I don't think anyone can say definitively right now who is the starting right guard for the Chargers. It could be Kenny Wiggins. It could be Dan Feeney. It's probably not Sam Tevy or Chris Hairston. Chris Hairston is going to be your swing tackle. Sam Tevy's one of your interior guys. And my hope is that Kenny Wiggins ends up being one of those backup interior guys, Dan Feeney, ends up the starting right guard. But we'll see. 
we'll see come Monday, or maybe we'll see come this week at practice or with the new depth chart that they put out before the game. We'll see who the Chargers are intending to start at left guard, center, and right guard. Defensive line. Nine defensive linemen. That's a lot. That's a lot, but I get it to a certain extent. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Corey Legia, Brandon Meebane are your starters. Damian Square, who's been good for over a year now, makes it, sure. Darius Phylon, who I still have reservations about, sure. Chris McCain, okay. Jerry Tauchu, who I thought was hurt, but maybe he's just bad, is, is still here. And Isaac Rochelle, sure. It seems like a lot of defensive linemen, uh, if the team is going to make some adjustments, and I think they are, and even this... Uh, even this list of rosters I know has been updated since because Nick DeZubnar is on here and he has since been cut. So this is what the roster looked like immediately after the major cuts. So I think Atauchu might already be gone. I was going to say, look for someone to be cut from the defensive line. If anyone's cut, it looks like Atauchu might be gone. Linebacker. Uh, here are the guys. Denzel Perriman, we know. Jatavis Brown, Kyle Emanuel, Corey Toomer. Sure. Zubner's gone. Anu Alu looks to be gone. And Nigel Harris is there. They might need some more guys in terms of linebackers. Cornerback Jason Barrett, Casey Hayward. Craig Mager, I think, has since been cut, but I could be wrong about that. Trevor Williams, Desmond King. I like this group. I just don't like the lack of depth. Jaleel Adai, Trey Boston, these are your safeties. Adrian Phillips, Dexter McCoy, Rashawn Jenkins, I love that group. Long snapper, Mike Wint, still here. Young Hoku, still the kicker. Drew Kayser, still the punter. Those are your 2017 Chargers. And I'll say right off the bat, I agree with all of the cuts that were made on cutdown day. I've had a very busy weekend, so I haven't... Been up to speed on every single roster move the team has made since then. But it seems like my overall review of what the Chargers roster is and the cuts that they made is I agree with them. I tend to agree with them. We'll see what the depth chart looks like in a couple of days when it comes out before the Broncos game. It may actually not come out until Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But we'll see what it looks like then. I'm interested to see what it looks like. Because so far, I agree with the moves that Tom Telesco and the coaching staff are making. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. Oh, and you know what? I can see right here. Uh, Jeremy Davis looks like he was eventually cut. Craig Mager looks like he was cut. They were both brought back on the practice squad. Which, you know, is fine. All right, final topic. I'm going to talk about Philip Rivers and his crazy new car. So Philip Rivers was determined, and I work for the Mighty 1090. I've listened to the interviews he's given to Darren Smith where he's talked about not uprooting his family. 
As a matter of fact, if you want to go into more detail about it, Philip Rivers has said he told his family growing up in San Diego that if they would ever move, they would move once and they would move back to Alabama, which is where Philip grew up. And so after talking about it with his wife and his kids, he's decided even though the team left San Diego, he's not going to break his promise. He's not going to force them to move to Los Angeles and then maybe later move to Alabama. He's just going to figure out a way to make it work living in San Diego and playing for the L.A. Chargers. And he even said, look, maybe if I was in the early parts of my career, I wouldn't do this, but I only have three to five years left. I can deal with it for three to five years. Here's how he's dealing with it. Rivers has paid someone to build what is called the Rivers Mobile. It is an SUV that has been gutted, and he's paying a driver to drive him, and it says him and Kellen Clemens. Kellen Clemens, I'm assuming, has to be back for this to happen, unless he's just traveling around with Rivers for the hell of it. But it's built for him and Kellen Clemens. Maybe it'll be him and Cardell Jones, but it's built for him and Kellen Clemens. There's a driver paid by Rivers that will drive this gutted SUV back and forth between Rivers House in San Diego and wherever the team is that day. So it can be Costa Mesa if the team is it's a practice day, or it could be Carson, California if they're actually playing a game, or maybe eventually it'll be Inglewood if Rivers is still playing. I mean, it kind of sounded like he's not going to be still playing then, but I'm assuming he's playing that by ear a little bit. And this SUV has uh, two luxury seats facing backwards and a giant 40-inch TV that has DirecTV, the car has Wi-Fi, and they can watch game film on. And so Rivers has said, look, if I have to do this commute between San Diego and Costa Mesa or San Diego and Carson, at the very least, I'm going to get use out of it. Instead of sitting in my car fighting traffic, I'm going to be sitting in my car studying game film of either the the tape that he needs going into a game or maybe the tape from a game as he's leaving it. Or maybe they're just watching SportsCenter. Maybe they're just having a good time in the back of the car, not worrying about the traffic or the commute. It's an interesting way of going about it. And just another example of Rivers putting his family before himself and really his team before himself. Because he didn't complain about the fact that they moved to L.A., but obviously this is not what he would prefer to be doing. And now he's saying, well, how can I turn this into something more that I can give the team? Well, I can spend more time studying film, sitting in traffic, doing this, and becoming a better quarterback that maybe wins more games for them if I spend the, I don't know, $100,000 or $200,000 to trick out this SUV, make it a quarterback's room, and pay a driver to take me back and forth just about every day. It's an interesting philosophy, and I think it shows off what an interesting guy Philip Rivers is, and I know a lot of people in San Diego, myself included, appreciate it. Alright guys, thank you for listening to Locked on Chargers. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Five-star reviews are best. And I will be back with another episode of Locked on Chargers tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. 
Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, abundant. wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.